This is the Introvert's Bubble, and I'm Anang of Creates Creativity, a place where we can talk about the good and bad of being an introvert, how we can work through things, find the humor of it all, and live our best lives alone. You can find everything under Creates Creativity on social media or my website. I will put every link that I can out there uh, in the show notes as well as the blog posts and any social media posts you see out there. You can also find some of my products out there, my books that I write, and other ways to support the podcast and everything that I do. Dispositional autonomy. I literally had to say that several times to make sure I got it right because I have never said that word, the first one, really ever in conversation. So it's not really, it's very long. It's a bit of a mouthful. So I honestly saw this in a couple things for research, but then all of a sudden it popped up into the introvert insights, which is very funny because it's kind of that sinistry, serendipity, whatever that means. Of I see it in one thing and then it pops up everywhere else. So this is something that it, it doesn't matter for introverts or extroverts, but it's something that determines how you feel about solitude and what you end up getting from it. So with introverts, like we we need our solitude more to recharge ourselves, to be able to kind of just do stuff in the world, which is a little bit different for extroverts. But though extroverts still need it some of the times, they don't need it to our extent. And so th- having a, an a- autonomous personality, which is the same thing as dis- dispor- dispositional autonomy. See? Hard word. It, these kind of personalities like feel that they have They've chosen to do what they're doing instead of seeing themselves as like the pawns of at the mercy of like external environments and like the world and other people telling you what to do. Like it's a very different thing of you choosing to go into solitude. Like you go for a long weekend up to the cabin by yourself and have no one around, which is kind of a different, a different feeling than saying being put into solitary confinement. It's a different thing on whether or not you're forced to have, meetings all freaking day or you get moved because of like renovations or something else to a different office away from everyone else like that feels like you're forced into solitude and you can't even like it's so much too much work for anyone to come to you or you to them to just answer ask random questions like you usually do in an office that's the one thing about offices that's kind of nice is that you can kind of just get up walk 20 feet away and people ask someone a question because not, not everyone does so well with like the messengers or emails and everything else. And if you know they're not too busy, just being able to do that. Same thing is that I've had that when I moved before. Like, I loved the area. I loved the house. I, it was beautiful there. Like, it was gorgeous. It was great for me to do work and everything else. But the, it got harder sometimes because since I was so far away from everyone else and all the things I did... Like I stopped doing some of my workout stuff because it just it was a little too hard to get there. I didn't always go out to kind of like my spontaneous, like I'm going to go sit at the library or a bookstore and just get some reading and writing done because it was a bit of an excursion. And because it took a little more time to get there and the back and everything else, I had to figure out what I'm going to do with the dog because I didn't want to leave him for six hours by himself when, it's like, okay, do I have the time or money? To take him to daycare, can I take him drop him off at my mom's house, kind of thing. That it made it so my solitude felt like it was forced, and nobody wants to feel like they have to force themselves to something, even if it's good for them and we like it. That's kind of 
not a great thing. Like we don't, we, nobody wants to be forced on anything. I love it so much, but if someone tells me what to do and expects me to do it with no complaint, not going to happen. <laughs> so there is the research of this from Durham University, which is from the UK. I cannot pronounce the researcher's name, but her last name's Wynn, so she's pretty sure Vietnamese because I looked like a Vietnamese first name. T-H-U-Y dash B-Y. Not, not going to do that. And the thing is, it, it has the really nice, like, it's really good research. I'm glad I looked that up. I don't know how the hell I got it. But that one brought me to the Introvert Insight talking about it. And then that gave me another article about talking about on a, a website about time alone, chosen or not, can be a chance to hit the reset button. And so it's kind of the thing of, like, being forced or not into experiencing solitude. And those who were forced felt saw less value in experiencing it, and in turn, it derived less enjoyment from it. Like, that's kind of the thing of, like, if I am forced to sit home, like, some people didn't love this, like, when it came to the pandemic. I had a little more choice in it because I saw it coming better than other people, so I was able to get myself out of it and get myself prepared before things shut down. So I had, like, my stuff with me. I had more books. I had more stuff. And then I was in a place where I wasn't completely alone. So that made it so I, the solitude for me was better. And also I was I made sure by that point I was living with my parents and they had a yard. So my dog had so I had two dogs in the house now, mine and my parents. I saw my parents a lot more. We had a backyard to do stuff. There was like walks of things to do. Like there was I was able to kind of mold it to make it better for myself, which is a completely different thing is someone lived in an apartment by themselves or even worse if I was stuck up in the house I used to live in with my ex I would probably be in prison by now because it was I would be so upset all the time because I would I didn't want to I wouldn't want to clean up after him here he has severe depression and wouldn't do anything about it or self-medicated and then everything became my problem he was already getting somewhat verbally abusive and then he would fuck up my sleep so sleep deprivation that and then it would just it would have been too much i would have been i would have been depressed i would have been hateful of my life i would have been just i would have gotten nothing out of it because i would be i would have felt like i was trapped in my office or the bedroom that i was sleeping in because the only way i can get away from him it would feel like that was the only space i had to myself which is not refreshing it's not exhilarating in any way and so it, it's kind of a thing it, which is very different when it comes to when it comes to solitude. Like sometimes we need it when we have like a big family gathering and everything else. I've done this all the time where I will go sit in the bathroom for an extra like five minutes when I know no one's really needing the bathroom. Or I go, I'll, I'll walk around the side of the house to sit down just to have a little less noise and not have to talk. Or if I know the people there a lot more I can go sit in a bedroom for a little bit but that's only kind of a band-aid thing just to make sure I can still get something out of the gathering so that, that's kind of, it was still a, it's it's solitude because I needed it not because I wanted it so it just kind of kept me more of an even time and not let things get worse but it wasn't going to make anything better which is kind of a, a different thing and the thing is, too, when it comes to the solitude, like going for a walk after being stuck inside and everything else, that's a good kind of solitude. 
I don't always get to do it by myself because it's the guilt of I have dogs. I always want to just take them for a walk or I go to the dog park with everything else. So I don't have quite as much to myself, I guess is the, the saying. Because like when you, you're there, you're, you're supposed to pay attention to the dogs because they could pick something up they're not supposed to. I need to make sure they're they're going to the bathroom. I don't keep walking. And if I have them on a leash, I just drag him as he's trying to pee on something. Like, that's kind of rude. And the thing is, we don't always get to choose our alone time. Things in life, we all have work, we all have kids kind of stuff. It's just making sure that we have the time when we can, when we have the time and space, to actually do it how we want it and where we want it. And so that will make you feel like you have more of a say in what you do with your time. You, you get more enjoyment on You get more of your recharging out of it. And the thing is, like, especially when it's really busy, especially when the holidays for me, I have to really schedule it in. I really have to say no to stuff, even though it's something that I could really want to do. I know I'll enjoy it. But I need to actually build myself up to be able to do more things because I, I need a reserve because I need my alone time. I need to make sure I have plenty of time to rest. Like, I, I cannot be one of those people who get up, spend the, what, 30 minutes to get ready, and then go. And you're constantly moving and constantly talking to people and stuff like that. And you even when you get off of work, you're out doing other things with other people. And then you get home to sleep. Like, I, I can't do that. I have to be home sometimes, like, hours before I need to go to bed. Yes, my nightly routine of whether or not it's journaling, washing my face, doing a little stretching, everything else, like, that's great for me. But that's not enough. But I try to make sure, like, when I was younger, I didn't do this as much because you're young, you have more energy, you're just kind of winging it and everything else. I I could, a lot of days, just be home in time to do my quick nightly routine and just go to bed and just be perfectly fine. But as I got older, I needed more and more alone time because I needed to reserve my energy. I needed to have a more say about what I do with my time. Partially because I knew better what I did and didn't want to do with my life. I I changed out. I don't go out clubbing really much anymore. I loved it before. Not, say, not saying I don't. I could go out dancing more often if I wanted to. It's just I haven't found the scene that I like or the people to do it with kind of thing. Which is very different than it was before. Like I could just go out with whoever wanted to go out dancing, didn't care what the music was, and be perfectly fine. Like now, like it's the same thing of when you have a different kind of work schedule, you have more people you're responsible for, you have other things that you have to do. You just, you got to reserve your energy. And the thing is, is like, you have to be conscious of how you pursue your solitude. And the thing is, it could just only be a little bit of time. Whether it is taking a walk right after your lunch. Like, you, you get, say you get like 30 minutes, take your 10 minutes to quickly eat. Not saying rush too much because don't rush it, actually savor the food, and don't like give yourself indigestion. But take that extra time afterwards to go for a walk. Take some time to just clear your head, get out of the space you're in. Pursue it how you need to, not how everyone else is dictating for you. Like all of a sudden, don't feel like, okay, well, I know I'm not going to have any meetings. I'll be able to get all my work done for this next hour. But that's not the solitude you need. Like, it gives you the solitude that's going to be useful for your work because you need to be left alone to do whatever you need to do on the computer or whatever else. But that's not 
recharging solitude. I got sometimes you need to get away from the computer. Sometimes you need to get away from your phone. Sometimes you just need to get out of the building. I know it's like some people, they, if they drive like Lyft and Uber, like that means that pretty much you need to be stopped moving. Some people you need to just be moving. Whatever works for you. That is the difference between having, because that means you have your autonomy. You have the choice. And you know how to get what you need done. What your needs, whatever it is for your energy, for your charging, everything else. That's what needs to get done. And the autonomy part is that you have the choice. That you have the say-so and you're getting what you need out of it.